Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's the Lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode... Don't say that! Dumb things parents say to kids of divorce. Don't say that. Our fabulous research department came up with a great topic for this week. Oh, our research department's so good. She is wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, are we saying the wrong things to our kids about the divorce? I We did. Yeah, when I read this article, I was like, huh. Now, doesn't mean like we've... Have irre- we destroyed our kids? Irreversibly <laughs> destroyed our children, but... I think the point of um, talking about this is we can do better. We can help our kids even more. Like, I think we did the best we could, the best we knew how. Um, I think we did an okay job. We can always improve. But if you're going through this or you know somebody going through this, I think that some of these things that um, I researched are, would just it can just help your children get through the divorce a little bit better. Well, and I'm glad you brought it up. It's not just the parents that need to be careful what they say. It's friends of the family, grandma and grandpa, aunts and uncles. It's anyone. You know, these are dumb things you can say to kids that are going through a divorce. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. So. Um, All right. Should we dive right in? You want to dive right in? All right. Let's let's get right to how we can not traumatize our children. <laughs> As okay. much. This first one I find very interesting. It says, your dad or your mom. That tiny addition of the word your creates otherness, cre- creates separation of family or you're yeah. part of that other group. Yep. So. Yes. Yeah, so think about it. So when you say instead of, so obviously when you're married, you say, hey, mom's going to pick you up today. Dad's going to call you later. Dad's waiting to talk to you. A lot of people, once they get divorced, it is now this, your mom. And the kids will say, instead of the kids saying, mom is going to pick me up, they say, my mom or my dad is going to pick me up. So we still do this today. It's been 12, 12 years. Um, we yeah, still do. I say, I think we do. I say, Madeline, go talk to your mom about that. Yeah. Instead of just saying, Madeline, go talk to mom about that. All right. I, wow. Yeah. Isn't just, that interesting? We destroyed the seven older kids. I guess we can fix the last three. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. So yeah, it just says that divorce does create changes in the family dynamic, obviously, but honoring how the child sees the parent can help keep a sense of cohesion. So it's still your mom, it's still your dad, but adding this your, right? Hey, what does your mom think about this instead of what does mom think about that? Because because you got divorced, it didn't that is still their mom. And that is still their dad. But you're adding something that you never did before because you got divorced. Well, this goes into another strange thing and that is what do you call your stepmother? Right, we had this problem when we first when we first got married. Yeah, because uh, little tiny David, he was so young, he was calling you mom sometimes, and sometimes yeah, he was not. just four. And, like in his mind, like someone that's loving me and taking care of me is mom, 
And so he did say mom for a while. And that can be super hurtful to the bio parent for sure. Like, yeah. no, I'm mom. You're not. And but yet it's hard to say to a little kid. They're not they don't you know, we, you don't want them to think they're doing something wrong. So, right. you know, it's it's very delicate to go, hey, so don't call me mom. But it's that's very tricky. So we came up with funny things. They called you Stom. They called you... Yeah, obviously stepmom, so stepmom. Palm. Palm. Page and mom. mom. Yep. Yep. Palm. Sometimes um, some of the kids still call me palm. Yeah, one or two, too. Yeah. Most of them just call me Paige now. Yeah. But when they're little, um, like, we never told them to call me mom. No, ever. It just, yeah. it just happened. And then when, when that naturally occurred, it's hard to go to them and say, you need to stop doing but, that. But we did correct it and... But this all goes into that. I like how they said this. You're, you're emphasizing the your. All that's doing is driving a wedge even further between uh, the kids and their, and their parents. Yeah. And when I say parents, I mean both sides. If you're the one always saying your dad or your mom, you're actually alienating your kid from yourself as well. Yeah. So anyway, so how to fix that? Stop saying your. Just say, mom is going to pick you up today. Or dad is going to give you a call later today. Get rid of the your. That's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. But I, 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 I can totally see. I, we'll try it. Yeah. We'll give it a shot. Yeah. I can see where that's coming from. All right. Next one. The situation. <laughs> it, wasn't that a guy? Wasn't that a band in the 80s? The situation? Yeah. Or some rapper called the situation or something? I don't know. I don't know. Well... In this case, it does not mean that guy or gal or, or group. <laughs> someone's gonna t- someone's gonna call me or send me an email and tell me who the situation was. The situation. But um, when you're talking to your friend, a lot of times you want to obfuscate the conversation when you're talking about the divorce or the the child support arrangements or whatever anything to do with uh, the new blend the new family dynamics, whatever the case may be. When you use obfuscated words like the situation, the kids know what you're talking about. They do. And the more you are talking in code, right, in their mind, and our, we've talked to our kids about this, when they don't have the full picture, they think, usually it's they're thinking something much worse than oh, is really. they are very creative. Yeah. <laughs> it gets very much worse than what the real situation yes. so, probably is. Obviously, if you're talking with your friend, maybe beforehand you should tell your friend, I don't want to talk about the divorce if my kids are in the room. So just, you can do that. But if it does come up, you can go ahead and say, like, how are things going with the divorce? And obviously, if the kids are in the room, you know, you should probably say, you know what? You know, we'll talk about this later. But yeah, talking in code, not good. And I think it's so funny. So you haven't really looked at this, right? From the research department. I had to look up what the word, how do you say it? Obfuscate. Yes. I had to look that up. Oh, we and use you, that in computer terms say, all the time. You're, you're using that like an everyday term right now. I had to look it up. So, which means, the one you tried to obfuscate, which means like... Um, to hide through hide, code conceal, words. Right? Hide, conceal, right? Hide, yeah. conceal. Yes. So... Yeah, I had to look that word up, people. Well, we use it in computers all the time. That's the only reason I know it. Well, another thing it said interesting here is don't... There, There's ways to explain the divorce that are not abstract. Something they can understand. Remember, you're dealing with um, children here and maybe even adolescents or teenagers. Still, they will, they will take on their own perception and they'll be very creative. So be very 
simple and direct and use use the word divorce instead of the situation around the kids. Otherwise, they'll create something new. Yeah, don't talk in code. And you can explain to them when you're talking about it, you can maybe point out like, oh, well, you know, these people who you're, you know and love, they're divorced, right? Like, so that they, they you can point them to um, a situation that is you know, they don't think is awful. They're like, oh, wow, I didn't know. Or that so they recognize so. me. Yes, that they recognize. So it said when you're trying to explain divorce, maybe try and use someone that they already know um, and love. So yeah, so no talking in code. Either don't talk about it in front of them or use the correct terms, but be, be careful what you say in front of the children for sure. Okay, the next thing that we should not say that we have said, it's not about you. What in the world does this mean? It's not about you. So like, you know, why are you guys getting divorced? You know, was it something I did or was it, you know, and you say, it's not, no, no. Like it's not, you're not saying that in a mean way or a bad way. It's not about you. It's in a, no, 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 sweetie. It's not about you, right? It's about dad and I. They're saying this, psychologists are saying don't well, do that. Don't it's not say specific that. enough. You need to be more specific on what caused the divorce. Just by saying it's not about you, it's a grown-up issue. Nah, guess what? The kids are going to go hog-wild crazy with that one. Well, it says like it's, it's your instinct, right, to keep your children from thinking they're to blame. So it's instinctive to say, no, no, it wasn't you. Um, it says this, this feels logical, right, a logical response. But yes, like you just said, it isn't specific enough to cause the, well, then what caused it? If it wasn't me and you're not telling me exactly, then it's causing them anxiety. And Well, he, it's interesting because um, Dr. Rubenstein said here, I, I love this. He says, it's not about you also negates the fact that the divorce very much involves the kids. It isn't that interesting? Very much involves the kids. Yeah. Yes. So... Yeah, it can wind up complicating, right, your children's feelings and experiences um, and maybe what they're willing to share with you. So so what do I stay instead? I mean, you don't want the kid to know it's their fault, if it, even well, if it is. <laughs> it's not the kid's fault. It's never the it kid's actually fault. never is the kid's fault. Um, it says you can explain, like, if you don't want to be specific, if you think maybe they're too young and not able to handle the actual reasons why you're getting divorced. Um, you can explain that mom and dad aren't getting along and they don't feel like they can resolve it. And you can say that grownups have adult issues that sometimes cannot be resolved even as hard as they might try. So something like that. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that? I don't know. You don't like that? Well, I kind of do, but then it's almost, are you giving your kids permission to just give up when things get hard? No, no, I don't think so. Well, because I mean, you're you're kind of saying, well, mommy, mommy and daddy can't get along, so well, and they don't feel they can resolve it. So what what do you think you should say? I don't know. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> That's what you, I think. You want to go back to that? <laughs> I think so. It's just not your fault. Let's move on. <laughs> well, this is a really hard one. I mean, when you talk about the divorce, our younger kids have no idea. I don't think. Have no idea what. Uh, why 
they they our younger kid our younger kids were so young when we got divorced that they probably had no concept of what was really going on. Our older kids understand what happened with the divorce, but our younger kids, I don't think it, it even clues into them now. Yeah, this has just been their life, right? It's been like their life. Mom so and dad are separate. So maybe this is for the kids that went through the divorce that remember um, going through that that time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a t- that's a tough one. That is a tough one. It's a really tough one. And maybe it's just per different kids you say different things to, right? Different personalities that you feel like you can say different things to. So I, I would add to that, make sure that you're not throwing your ex under the bus when you talk to the kids about the divorce. Absolutely not. That is the wrong thing to do. All that will actually really do is alienate you uh, with yep. your own children. Yep. Um, now, if they're old enough, you can share some facts with them, but make sure it's facts and not your opinion or how you're feeling or right or your emotions. So if you want to share some facts, you can, if they're old enough, but be careful. Yeah. Be, yeah, careful. be careful. So yeah, it's a tough one. All right. This next one I think is, is um, really horrible. And I'm glad that they said, don't say this. Once again, I think people say this because they're, they're trying to soften the blow. They're trying to soften the blow. So the, this phrase that they say to stop saying is, this is a good thing. So I think some people say that because they're like, you know what? Mommy and daddy haven't been happy for a long time and our family hasn't been happy. And so this is a good thing. It is not a good thing. (laughs) Maybe in the long term it would be. Right. Yes. And in some, like maybe if there was abuse, of course, it's going to be a better thing. Right. We're not talking about those situations, but. But in the, from the child's perspective, and I thought this was very interesting and I I truly believe, believe this myself, anyone going through a divorce it is a heart-wrenching, horrible thing to go through. Yeah, it is. Um, and even if you're leaving because there's abuse, you're getting divorced because there's abuse. That that's a bad thing that right. you had that you had to go through that. Right. So, from the child's perspective, in the short term, this this is devastating for them. So for you to come and say, "Oh, it's a good thing," you're actually negating their feeling of pain that they're having, and you're sweeping it under the rug. Yes. Right. When they're like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Oh no, honey, it's a good thing. Once again, I know people are saying that with good intentions, but it is sweeping the pain under the rug. Like you're not allowed to have your feelings. You're not allowed to be sad. You're not allowed to come and talk to me because when you come and talk to me to share, I'm just going to say it's a good thing. And mom and dad don't want to hear what I have to say about this. Right. Now, one thing that one thing that the article said, they said almost every child wants their parents to be together under one roof. Yep. And that's even with, even if one parent is addicted to drugs, has anger issues, is abusive, they have found that most children still believe in a fairy tale ending that somehow things are going to work out and get better. Don't you I think remember, that's fascinating. It is. Don't you remember when we got married, even a year or two after we got married, yes, I do. Madeline wanted us all. She would be like, oh, can't we just live next door to each other? And can't we, like she wanted she, to have- She wanted us to make one big house yep. and have us all live together. Because she hated choosing. She hated, you know, going back and forth. She didn't like choosing this parent for this and that parent for that. And she, you know, such a cute little thing. She was just like, can't we just all live together and be happy? Like it was Okay, so, so what do you tell a kid? What do you tell a kid? 
you say and said, "Oh, this is a good thing." You say, you "Don't know. say that." You say, "This is really, really hard on everyone." This situation, no, no, not the situation. Don't say this the situation. Divorce. <laughs> See, obviously, we did not follow these <laughs> no, rules we at did all. Not. <laughs> but uh, the divorce—it's okay to say that the divorce is really, really hard on everyone in our family, and yeah, and we've we've made um, these very grown-up choices to divorce as a last resort as a last resort because we want to try and make our homes right as happy as possible so without fighting or discord in the house right and i actually like how they phrase that yeah um so this was yeah our decision was a last resort we know it's super hard please come to me and talk to me whenever you need to i'm here for you share your feelings and we can talk about how hard it is Don't, don't, yes, don't worry. This is, as you're saying, this is a good thing. You'll get double everything. You can throw, actually, you can, you can be like, this isn't about you. And it's also a good thing. And you're going to get double everything. You can throw all of them in at the same time. Well, that's what people do. (laughs) All the wrong things in one sentence. Well, I've even, I've even, um, I was at a conference this last week and we were talking. I said, yeah, we've gone through a divorce and we have a podcast about it, the whole thing. And go, oh, but your kids get double everything. That even came up. And I was like, yeah, they actually do. And people say that all the time. And we joke with the kids sometimes when, because the kids, if they are with us Christmas morning and then they have to go to their moms, they're like, oh, like we're already exhausted. We have to do it all over again. And when they come to our house on the years that we're the second house they're going to, they're like, we're already tired. Like, and we're like, oh, poor you. You have to have everything. Yeah, you have to have another Christmas. But it, and we actually talked about the kids. We talked this through Christmas this year with with the right. um, with the kids and said, you know, I can see how that would be really, you know, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, poor you. It's not, and you think it's going to be this great thing, but Christmas. You know how Christmas morning is, and opening your presents, and you got up early, and then you have breakfast, and guess what? Now you get to go to another house and do it all over again, and you have to be just as excited and just as happy, and you know, it's just like groundhog day right you got to do it do it over again and well one one thing they said when you say things like this you're minimizing the pain that they're going through at that time yeah and their feelings and their feelings so even even this last christmas when the kids were like yeah we're kind of tired well maybe we should change this up well you know stop your complaining you get double of everything we just negated their feelings again yeah and it's been you know, 12 years. So this can happen to families like us that have been blended for a long time, that have gone through divorce for a long time. You can still make these mistakes. Yeah, of course. Of course. So kids, most kids would rather have two parents in their house, right? Have your family intact than to get double everything, right? Like it's not like kids are like, oh, yay, I get double everything. It's they'd rather have their two parents. So just be aware of that. So Instead of saying you'll get double everything, you can emphasize that they're going to get more quality time with each parent. Once again, not sugarcoating everything like, oh, you know, but you're going to have so much time with your dad now. Don't sugarcoat it, but you can definitely emphasize, right, that you're going to get, you know, there are going to be some 
Some um, new things that new they get things. to do. Like, yep. oh, you get to spend more one-on-one time with your mom or one-on-one time with your dad. Right. You get to have um, decorate a new room. Yep. Um, you know, you, maybe they're sharing a room with someone. Look, you get you get to, you know, have um, a playtime all the time. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to put for, it. <laughs> for the young kids, they love that. Yes, for the young kids. Yeah, but teenagers not so much. No, no. But it said to make sure you get their feedback when you are like, okay, we're moving to a new house. We're going to do your room. Don't just do their room without their, without their opinion. Like they are in control of not much of their life. They have little control over all this stuff happening. Let them have some control over something, something and let them like, I, I draw certain lines, right? Like you get to, you get to veto things, but Hey, let's work on this. What are you thinking? What colors do you like? What do you think? Like, Talk to them about what they want their room to be. And, and if there's something that you really don't want, then come to a compromise. But get their feedback. Get their feedback. Love it. Okay, last one. The biggest lie of all that we tell uh, kids of divorce. Not much will change. I don't think I ever said this because I, I, don't, I don't understand why. Well, I've heard people say that. Yes, but I don't think I've ever said that. Not much will change. Everything's changed. Your entire life literally just went upside down. So, yes, that is a lie. <laughs> You're now lying to your children. Well, we do, we do that, though, sometimes, <laughs> We right? do to try and to protect them. To try and protect them, them right? right? We think we're protecting them, but in essence, and, and I think this whole article really emphasizes you are minimalizing your children's feelings, and you're ignoring the fact that if you don't fill in the gaps, they will with something probably far worse than what the situation really is. Right, and this says this, not much will change. This actually is a lie, and if your children, which your children can definitely, like, they know that's a lie. If you say, oh, not much is going to change. And so it says, if your children know that you're lying, which you are, they are less likely to believe you and trust you in the future, right? Like, so try not to say things that are literally a blatant lie. That is a blatant lie. <laughs> that is, a blatant, that is lie. a blatant lie. Not much will change. Yes, it will. Well, and, and what you what you do need to say to them is, yes, there will be change, but sometimes change is good. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be more people involved in your life now, which would be good. So you try and emphasize the good things about the change um, and recognize the hard things, too, that are going to change. Yeah. Yeah, that there might be some, yeah, maybe there's some going to be some new fun traditions, right, that you get to start in, you know, the different household. Um, but then, yeah, also say like, yeah, I'm going to be really sad that, you know, we don't share this with you uh, anymore, but be honest, be real, but kids are resilient. I don't want you to think you've destroyed your children. Kids are resilient. But you have. (laughs) You have not. Stop it. (laughs) You've not. No, you've, it's hard. You have to recognize that what you're going through is very, very difficult, not just for you, but for your children as well. And guess what? They need to. They need to know that you understand that it's difficult without you sugarcoating everything all the time. Yep. Um, but don't get them in the, I mean, you need to point out the positive that you can, right? But also don't um, brush under, uh, uh, sweep under the rug. That's the word. There I was you go. For. Sweep under the rug um, <laughs> what they're going through. Okay, 
Okay, lemonade moment of the week is we're only down to three kids and our traditional Valentine Valentine's Day auction dinner was a little scarce with just three kids, not nearly as much fun. Yeah, so to take our lemons and make lemonade, we well, we've actually for years now we've been inviting our friends down the street. Um, but only one of their kids could come. So that still only left four kids. So we invited a couple of other neighbor kids um, to come partake of our Valentine's Day auction. And it was, it was awesome fun. because these other kids, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure they could handle the food auction. Oh, no, they handled it well. And um, I was surprised they, they were out there bidding uh, against what we thought was going to be the sushi rolls, which we knew Madeline wanted really bad. She got outbid, and I was shocked. I was like, wow. What do you mean when you say you didn't think that they could handle the food? What did you mean Well, because it's pretty ruthless the way our kids do this. They've been doing it for years, so they oh, know. Oh, gotcha. So you just thought they're you know, going to be surprised at how the kids are like, I'm, I am going to outbid you I am going to outbid you. <laughs> I and, don't care that you want that. <laughs> I don't care that you want that, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bid you higher so you spend your money on something now because I know there's better things coming later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but those kids stepped right in and gave our kids a run for their money. Yeah, it was good stuff. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm-hmm.